Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. Celine Yeager joins us today. She is a top-selling professional health and fitness writer. Uh, she's authored and co-authored and contributed to more than two dozen book titles. Uh, her list of, of collections through the different types of magazines and, and, and other things she's written to it can go on and on and on. Uh, but she's also um, a, a cyclist racer. I guess I'm saying that correctly. But uh, she's raced in the ABSA Cape Epic, Brazil Ride, BC Bike Racing, Epic Israel, and that list goes on as well. So uh, she's very well informed. She, she knows the benefits of strength training exercise and how it relates to her sport, which is why I wanted to have her on because I trained two cyclists. Um, and one person came to me and said, hey, I want you to read this because this kind of is like even more um, – influence on what you've been t- telling me as a writer and i i you know it, it's just like Celine, you you kind of gave me like even more support because he reads this this magazine through bicycling magazine and he's like hey look this is all everything you've been uh, teaching me and preaching for the x amount of years and i thought you'd like to read it so i i read this title called why 13 minutes pumping iron might be better than spending forever at the gym, which I tell people that all the time, condense your workouts, make it more impactful. Uh, so I immediately read the article. I was very impressed. And I was very excited. So I reached out to Celine. So Celine is here after 15 minutes of technical difficulties. <laughs> Celine, Joy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. So start us out with maybe a little bit of your background, um, how you got into cycling, uh, maybe when you started strength training and possibly when the two overlapped. That's, that's funny. Um, I, I, I was, I probably lifted weights. I would have considered myself a weightlifter probably before I would have considered myself a cyclist, Okay. even though I was doing those things concurrently. So uh, I grew up just riding a bike everywhere. I didn't know people actually raced the things. I just loved <laughs> riding a bike. So, you know, that's what I did. Uh, I also, you know, ended up being a uh, health and fitness writer. Got a, you know, I'm an, I'm a national Academy of sports medicine trainer, you know, I, so I was doing a lot of gym work, frankly. Yeah. Um, and then I, I got hired by the parent company of bicycling magazine and they, you know, the, the folks were like, Oh, you should come ride with us. So I started riding with them and they're like, you should consider maybe racing. And it never even dawned on me that I was, talented at riding a bike or that racing a bike was things that anybody would do. So I started um, riding a bike more and racing well. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, it just sort of all ballooned from there. Then I started writing for Bicycling Magazine and and I honestly lifting a little less. I should say lifting differently, but I've always had an appreciation of the importance of strength training even as an endurance athlete. And what's interesting is, 
that my evolution as an endurance athlete has sort of taught me a lot about why so many endurance athletes have been resistant to strength training over the years, you know, and and I get it now having that long, long tail background because, you know, when I first started being a trainer and working with other people as a trainer, every, everybody was sort of coming at strength training from this bodybuilding model, right? Right. It was all the same, like that hypertrophy model, like there wasn't much else thought, but like, well, of course you're going to do three sets of eight to 12, you know what I mean? Like that's what, right everybody was doing and you're going to work every body part and maybe multiple times. And we were lifting like bodybuilders. And of course that's the result you're going to get. And, you know, even though you tell people, especially women, like I always would get very upset when people be like, Oh, you know, women don't have to worry about getting quote unquote bulky. You won't, you know, women, I am, I put, I hypertrophy very easily. I am a woman. I hypertrophy very easily. And as someone who's done like Ironman triathlon and long distance cycling, you don't necessarily want, giant biceps i mean you want muscle but you don't want muscle to show you just want muscle that's going to be functional right right um you know so it's just been it's been super interesting to me to sort of watch the evolution to live the evolution and to be able to like with experience and also with a lot of now research be able to tell people like you are you know there are benefits to this for endurance athletes you need to lift like an endurance athlete. That doesn't mean lifting light. It means lifting heavier than you think, right? Right. Exactly. And, you know, and, and this is why. So long story long, that is, that is how I'm, that is how I'm here. No, that's great because um, a lot of people that I have on, especially if they've been around the street conditioning game for a very long time, is they, they, may, they maybe have heard it, um, even if like a, a person has played football, for instance, Mm-hmm. They, you know, 50 years ago, it was like, you don't, don't touch weights. You're a football player. You're not a weightlifter. Right. The, the benefits necessarily didn't cross over even in a, in a sport that we know benefits, but we know that having more muscle, more muscle. Uh, and when you say muscle mass, automatically people assume that you're, that you're a bodybuilder, but the more right. muscle mass you have um, only makes you better at your sport. Uh, and one thing that really that came to mind, the same person who brought me this article of yours, he, uh, he's like, hey, can you give me a couple things to give my other writer friend who I haven't met yet, um, some information on why strength training is important for endurance athletes and, and cyclists specifically. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I gave him a bunch of Wayne Westcott articles and a bunch of other people. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I was like, here, just, just give him this. And if he has any questions, let me know. So he comes back to me a couple of weeks later and he's like, so my friend is still worried that he's going to get hurt by lifting weights. And I, and I looked at my, my friend, Tom, and I'm like, Tom, your friend is more likely to get hurt without lifting weights right. than, than, than lifting weights. That is a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. And you know, you're out there granted, look, if you're a street cyclist or any kind of athlete at all, and you don't, and you don't have strong muscles, you know, you're going to, even if you sprain an ankle and you are strong, recovery time's not going to be as long if you're not lifting weights, you know, down on down the line, these things make a difference. Um, so, so my question to you would be like, when you are talking with someone who is dabbling with the idea of lifting weights, how does, how do you approach that, that from, from a, maybe uh well, just from your perspective, and then we can kind of get in to why, uh, why shorter workouts might be more beneficial. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, when I talk to riders, I, I honestly tell them it's like having another gear on your bike. That's exactly how I put it to them. Um, like because when you strength train correctly, you know, the right way for yourself. And, and to, to that, I, you know, I mean, I, I lift um, heavy, uh, lower, lower reps, heavyweight kind of, you know, kind of lifting a lot of neuromuscular kind of stuff. Um, you know, because the idea is to make your muscles more powerful and efficient. Those are the two things that you really, really want. Right. And when you when you have more active muscle at your disposal to push your pedals, your your endurance is better, right? I mean, because that, that's, you, you that's a great way to say it. You need you, you need fewer of those, you know, all your chorus of muscles to do whatever given job it is. So it makes hills easier. It makes sprinting easier. It makes all that stuff easier, and you're more fatigue resistant. Yeah. You know, so all that stuff is super important. And lifts like deadlifts and squats. Are, like all these people who do all these core, and I, I'm not against core exercises, please don't misunderstand no, me. you can be, go ahead. But when I see people spending an hour doing uh, planks and sit, like I just want to scream because, yeah. because nothing is a better core exercise than a good deadlift and a squat. I mean, you're, it's- Couldn't, couldn't agree more. The whole posterior chain, which is what, you know, with, which is lingo-y, but, it, but you know, like your back, your glutes, your hamstrings, all the stuff that supports you when you run, when you ride, when you swim, all that stuff. When you, when it, you stand. <laughs> yes, yes, when yeah. you stand. Um, you know, it's really important to have that strong and stable. And I personally also tell people like cyclists, most people, let's face it, most people who are not flexible hate to stretch, right? Like the stretching sort of goes out the window. And I'm actually not a huge believer in stretching. However, I'm a huge yeah. believer in range of motion. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that a good full squat and taking your muscles through a good full range of motion with appropriate lifts is yep. the best way to, to, to have, I mean, I feel way better and way more balanced and don't feel as tight when I'm going through full ranges of motion in the gym do, doing lifting. Because I think it's taking your, your limbs, your joints, all that through an appropriate an appropriate normal range of motion, you know, that they don't necessarily get in your sport of choice. It's also um, interesting to me that runners and cyclists and pretty much any athlete now, we know we need a level of stiffness. You know, like, like you think like stiff is a bad word in some circles, but you need some stiff and stability that there's a necessary point right. there. So A, you don't get hurt and you can generate power. Like power. there's a sweet spot for sure. Like the like preload technique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they, yeah. you know, it's like plyometrics is great for that. But, you know, just like a lot of static stretching, not necessarily the best thing, but yeah, my, not, my, I don't want to bash sport. on stretching because that's not my point here. But my point being that if you don't like stretching, that's another point that I tell people, like, you could do some foam rolling, go to the gym and just go through like these great ranges of motion, a full squat, you know, like, yeah. Not just 90 degrees or whatever you've been doing, 45, but like a nice deep full squat and get those ranges of motion. So where do you think that this, where, how do I say this? Because you kind of touched on it because it's always kind of been there. And obviously it's still there, the stigma that weightlifting is going to decrease your range of motion, which we know is not true. It's going to make you less flexible, which is not true. It, not it's, true. Going to, it's going to weigh you down, which is not true. Um, so I think, I think the, the, the caveat, like you go, you go back and it's, you see people who are 
Well, if you go back to that 50 to 60 years ago, you see bodybuilders and they That's look, where it comes from. Yes, you, they look really big, but a lot of those guys were extremely flexible too because they were going through the full range motion exercise. That's true, that's true. So, so now, fast forward, there's still that stigma that endurance athletes specifically don't need to have as much muscle mass. Um, what, where do you think is like the tipping point for some people? Like if you're talking to your people that you compete with, that you ride with, do you see a lot of the people that you ride with? Are they, are they hitting the gym or are they strictly just hitting the bike and that's all? Where's Most the, people, the there's point? a lot of people, CrossFit has, you know, done a lot of good, honestly, for my population, the, the endurance population. Cause you, I see a stunning amount of endurance athletes in the CrossFit gym in the off season. Now um, they scale, you know, they scale appropriately for themselves, which I think they should, but yeah. you know, they, they've seen the benefits of that kind of functional fitness per se, you know, like going through those. Cause there are a lot of those old, you know, full body Olympic kind of moves there. Uh, you have to find good CrossFit as like anything else. But I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, the words that the like that article that I had, you know, for people who are not familiar with it, what the article found was that, you know, they had three groups of people and I don't remember the exact sets and reps, but one group basically did one, you know, very good set. And, the, and then they just added volume from there. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody got pretty much just as strong, but the yeah. high volume lifters put on more mu muscle mass. They got hypertrophy. So my point with that article was like, okay, cyclists, like you don't want that hypertrophy. I get it. Yeah, you know, right. I get that you don't want muscles that are shown not, not go. A hundred percent. I'm agreeing with you. Yep. But lifting per se to get strong will not give you muscle you don't need. Right. right? Like, and that's in my mind, that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. So a couple things there. Uh, it's interesting, the CrossFit scenario, because I'm not a huge advocate of CrossFit. I could tell that, that from your expression as soon as I well, said the, the, the here's my here's my take. I on wasn't it. either, but yeah, I, I, I've, I've swayed some. I have too a little bit. Here's my take on it. I don't think most people should do Olympic lifts. I think Olympic lifts, Olympic, Olympic lifts should be for those athletes who are practicing those lifts and are going to compete mm -hmm. with those lifts. I don't think the general public needs to do hanging cleans and snatches and things like that. Or, or I, I would agree with squats. that. I would agree with that. However, if your introduction to fitness is CrossFit, hopefully, like you said, you're going to a safe box. You're doing mm -hmm. safe workouts. People know what they're doing. Um, it's a safe place. If your only choice is to do that or have cardiovascular disease, by all means, <laughs> by all means, start crossfitting safely. But right. if but but you alluded earlier, you know, like the idea of a of a, a safe strength training. For most of the adults that I work with, I keep it so my the workouts are so boring looking. But excuse me, they, but they go through full range of motion for mm -hmm. presses, pulls, and different types of planes of motions. Right. You know, it, and it's simple squats, deadlifts, picking, carrying, pressing, pulling. Yep. It's extremely yep. simple that way. Yep. And, and I think that's what most people need. And then, I would agree with that. And then you tack on the idea that 
still people think that we need to have these long drawn out workouts. When if you look around and you watch, I just had this conversation today with someone who is a potential new client coming out next week. And he's, and I, I even sent him an email and said, Hey, I, I'm not, I'm no longer accepting our appointments. I'm only doing half our appointments and me. I got him on this call. And, and I said, look, if you look around a gym with no, with nobody training with, without a trainer for most people, um, if they're exercising by themselves, you get somebody doing a leg extension and then they sit there. Right. A couple minutes go by, they do the leg extension again. There's a lot of just sitting and not doing much, or there's a lot of standing and talking. And I'm all for, you know, having community at a, at a gym. Right. I get it. But if you're there, I don't think most of your time should be spent just milling around the gym. Get in, put some good effort in. Right. Like you said, with some productive exercises, with some really good sets, one or two sets. I don't even like going past two sets for the most no, part. No, I don't either. Yeah. And then, and then just get in and get out. Pick some hard exercises, seriously. Track your weights a little bit and go. And so this idea of like, you know, this 13-minute um, workout, people have seen things like that and come in and kind of laughed about it. And I'm like, well, you realize that like in 30, the 30 minutes that I, that I would train somebody, I mean, they take maybe two water breaks. And the rest of the time, it's like it's work. It's work yeah. the rest of the time. And, and then they get done and their heart's pumping, their lungs are breathing hard, and their muscles are fatigued. Yeah, right? it, doesn't just, take, it really doesn't take that much. We just worked a full chariot. The, yeah. whole, the, whole, the whole thing is being worked. And so the idea that when you go to a gym, you have to have um, all these long drawing out periods, you have to spend, you have to, that's what people do, they spend time in a gym. Well, see, and, and this is, and not to interrupt you, but I've thought a lot about this. And I think that we, and I, and I don't mean to point fingers, but like the fitness industry in general mm -hmm. has to take some responsibility for that. And it's a strange conundrum. Yeah. Right. So I started working with a coach um, just because I, I could coach myself, but I like to be, I like to be coached, but, you know, sure. it's just like, it's better um, yeah. over the off season. And he kept giving me these really long workouts. And I think because we feel like we need to justify a price or we need to like, or people won't feel like they're getting their money's worth. If you don't, if you give them, what do you mean? You've given me 13, like, it's a concern. Right? Like, so what, what do you think? You know, what are you paying for? It's a, it, from our, like, it, this is not meant to be inside baseball, but it's a, like, it's a problem, I think, for everybody. Like if, I think you're right. You know, and, I, and I'm not real sure what the answer to that is. I, I'm, I'm not. There, because if I hire you, I'm not really necessarily hiring you to give me an hour's worth of work, and I'm hiring your wisdom. I'm hiring your experience. I'm yeah. hiring you to have someone to sound a board off and tell me stuff. That doesn't mean you need to keep me in the gym for 45 minutes doing stuff. Right. But it's... Yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange thing. No, you bring and you. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but I yeah, do I don't like, either. I, but it's I do like where it's going though, because I think you're right. And I've had this conversation before. It's not enough for a coach or trainer to show up and just and just point people to exercises. When when you're when you're called the coach or a trainer, like you're coaching that person. So that person, I think most of their money is going for you paying attention and you paying attention yeah. is, is, is saying to that person, slow down on this exercise, mm -hmm. your grip, breathe, mm -hmm. head up, chest up. The things that seem like kind of mundane that maybe some trainers are just like, well, you know, that's, I don't want to be nitpicky. That's where the value comes in. <laughs> I agree. Mm -hmm. Like be, be picky. If I was training, if I had a coach, and, and I knew that I was like, you know, doing a, a vertical chest press and I was driving my head down and pressing really hard. If I did that a couple of times and he didn't catch me, I'd be like, what are you looking at, man? Right. You know? Yeah. 
So I like, no, I like that. And so it's like the, it's the education. It's uh, yeah, but totally. People, but, but people don't also, unless you've done it, unless you've done a 13 minute workout, you don't really understand it. That's true so, too. So it's the idea that we now have to not only say, Hey, this is beneficial shortened workouts. It didn't have to be 13 minutes on the dot, but a shortened workout is much more beneficial. And here's why the person has to experience it. Right. Yeah, totally. They really do. Because I mean, due to Bada's, that's only, you know, four, four minutes. minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're doing it right, if you're doing an actual Tabata exercise, right. One exercise. Yep. And you're doing it. That, that's, that's what exactly. If any, anyone who's ever done a Wingate test, it's 30 seconds and you're going to be hobbling for the rest of the next 48 hours, right? Horrible. I mean, horrible. Yeah. So, or, or, or a single set of like 20 rep squats. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, any of that. Of, of, it, it doesn't, of, of it doesn't squats, take, right. it's not about time. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. In yeah. fact, I like to, for myself, maybe, maybe you can uh, share your kind of workouts. I like to, so like my workout today, for instance, I'm kind of doing a different breakdown set. So I'm starting out with my heaviest weight I can do for, for one rep. And I take a little bit of weight off and I do two reps up to 10 reps. And so mm -hmm. by the end of it, I'm doing 10 reps as strict as I can. My whole workout today, I, I did incline chest press on the Smith machine. I did a lat pullover machine. And then I did dumbbell shoulder press. The whole workout lasted 17 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, the, only, the only break I had was moving from, ex from exercise to exercise and then stripping off weight as I went. Right, right. And then I, then I did a little bit of walking on the treadmill and I was done. So, but the strength portion was 17 minutes. Um, so if, if you were to talk to somebody about this and you were trying to convince them to go this route, what would your selling points be? And maybe how would you structure a workout for somebody who's never shortened their, their workouts before? How would you break that down for somebody? Wow, it's a hard question, obviously, because it's so individual. Um, okay, okay, let's make it even simpler. Let's say you have a, a super healthy; uh, they're they're at their prime for strength. They're injury free, mm -hmm. and they're saying, "Hey, I spend an hour in the gym. Oh my god, I, uh -huh. I, I, I want to be more efficient. What would you What would you recommend?" Right. Yeah. I would, Exercise I would first look at what they're doing. Right. I mean, like, take a, sure. a, a hard look. Like, are you doing? a lot of isolation exercises and I would, you know, by that, I mean, you know, bicep curls, tricep pushbacks. It's like, like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? You know, is there a reason that you're doing all these calf raises? Is there a reason that you're doing all this stuff? Is there a reason that you're isolating? Because again, I feel like way back we had people isolate, isolate, isolate a lot, like, because it just filled pages of men, like, and I'm just being honest, like, I, and sometimes I felt like we were just filling pages of magazines in my, on my end, when yeah. we were writing stuff in for fitness magazines. Um, and then I would try to just show them the benefit because I, I personally, I am a big fan of compound moves whenever, yeah. you know, yeah. and that alone saves a lot of time. Like yep. that alone saves, you can shave off so much stuff. Like, why don't you combine? Because unless they are competing for aesthetics, you, I just don't believe you need to do a lot of fly, you know, shoulder raises and flies and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you need to be able to press, like you said, press, right? Like, like all these. And then I, I would try to condense it and combine it and break it down and then have them go through it and see like what that actually feels like, because I bet yep. it's going to a like raise their heart rate and make them work harder because they're using all these different muscles together. 
Right. And hopefully some light bulbs will go on and they'll, they'll get it. And like how it transfers to whatever, hopefully they're doing outside of the gym. Right. And it, yeah, for getting strong, I definitely will. I think I left out the part that I was, when I was talking about my, my workout, I, oh. what I try to do is I, I record my weights, which really don't change that much because the more, the more you decrease your time, the more muscle fatigue you get. So what I do is I, I record my weights, but they don't, they don't change that. Often. Right. Right. But, I also record my workout time and I try mm-hmm. to beat my, I try to beat my time. Oh, that's interesting. So, so if I, yeah. So like today was like 17 minutes and 48 seconds. So the next time I do this workout, which will be next Thursday, the same workout, mm-hmm. I will try to beat it by just a few seconds. Now is that by increasing the uh, rate of movement or by. Yeah, I, inc- I, I, de- I decrease my, I, I try to decrease my overall time between like sets. Gotcha. Like even if I, mm-hmm. even if I, Cause I might take, you know, like a couple big deep breaths, three, two, and then I'll unlock and then I'll go again. So I, I'll try to just like, okay, if I did that, maybe on rep nine and 10 on my last, like my mm-hmm. micro set of nine and 10, I'm going to try to not do that at all. I'm just going to try to strip the weight off, bang, bang, and then get right back to it. That's interesting. And then I'll even like, pause, I use my Apple watch. I'll even like pause the workout while I'm setting yeah. up for the, ne- for the next workout or for the next exercise. Oh. And yeah, I, and I, like to, I like to record that. That's an, I've never, I've never heard somebody do that, but it's an interesting approach. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, and in terms of like making it more efficient, of course, just like almost anything else you're going to run out. I mean, you can only, you can't do that forever. Yeah. 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 It's not going to be a two second workout. You know, it's like running a two minute mile. I mean, you know, it's just at some point the time is the time that it takes, but yeah. Exactly. So I, so, so I have someone come to me and they're asking me, how can I be more efficient? So the first thing that I would like to tell somebody is, um, and I, I'm coming from a little bit different part of a, a little different school of thought. I don't mind isolation exercises. I don't think they need to be the bulk of the program. If a person wants to do some biceps and triceps, mm-hmm. fine, fine. Like, okay. But if they like, if they just want to skip biceps and triceps, I'm even, I've even more for that. Calf Fair. raises, leg extensions, um, things like that. I don't even have a problem with. So I would like structure it like this. I would almost, I would tell somebody, okay. Instead of doing your three to four sets on leg extension, I would say increase your weight mm-hmm. by five to 10% for lower body exercises and try to hit 15 to 20 repetitions mm-hmm. with clean, smooth movements of leg extension, a hamstring curl, a leg press, or like a goblet squat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some kind of hip motion while you're moving laterally. Uh, right. if, you have, if you have to use bands, okay. Um, if you can use an abductor, an adduction machine, great. That's awesome. You know, and then let's say you go ahead and skip calves. And then right. for upper body, I would do some kind of um, uh, some kind of press, dumbbell bench press of maybe a little lighter on the rep range, maybe between 12 and 15 reps. And then some kind of bent over row or a seated row. Mm-hmm. I would do an incline chest press and a lat pull down mm-hmm. overhand or underhand, probably underhand. I like that one a lot. Uh, and then I would end with either, um, since you did a lot of pressing, either some lateral raises, some front raises, rear delt flies, mm-hmm. or to combine it a little bit differently, I would do just a strict overhead press, barbell, dumbbell, or machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say, that's it. You're done. Do one set of very strict repetitions see how you feel and if you're not getting at very much uh, fatigue from it if you're not hitting like your last repetition isn't a really a hard struggle 
then um, maybe try for two sets next time and then you can kind of scale around with it. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, if you are getting very fatigued, like if you have to take a break and finish the rest of the repetitions, right. I would even say decrease your weight, increase your reps for that exercise. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to throw in a, a, one set of biceps and triceps, okay, but it's not necessary because you've done a lot of pushing and pulling already. What are most people coming to you for? Like what? For, for basic, uh, what I would just call basic strength. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. these, that makes these sense. Are, mm -hmm. These are people who, ha who, these are people who are, uh, most of them are sitting at a desk yep. who don't do any strength training at all, who are, you know, are in their professional to like close to retirement ages who just need right. to maintain that lean muscle mass. Yeah, no, that, that, that's all super sound. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I'm, when I'm talking to people who are already spending 10 hours on their bike, you know, and, and need to, it, there's a, it's right. a different, it's a whole different ball of wax. It's a whole different story. Yeah. Right. But, but I do like to, uh, throwing in the deadlift. I do like obviously throwing in uh, a squat. Um, there are only a select few type of people though, that I will practice the dev deadlift with just because it's such a complex movement, even mm -hmm. like with dumbbells. I think the dumbbell setup for me, for some reason, I think is a little more coachable, um, than a barbell for some reason in my head, it just feels that way. Um, but, I, but I don't, but I don't coach that nearly as much. I just do, I'll just, you know, do some, um, manual hamstring curls or ball curls or something instead. And I try to go until, you know, as much fatigue as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the deadlift can become a bit more approachable if you get them off the floor with it. You know, if you even have a, if you can, if you like can put them, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. for a lot of the population that you're talking about, especially who yeah. may not get down into that sort of crouched situation to lift something off the floor. Like if you can put right. it up that uh, it makes it more accessible to a wider range of, of yeah. people. And then like, you know, know, and looking at somebody's thoracic spine mobility and seeing how straight they can keep their back. And, yeah, totally. You know, and I'm not like a, when it comes to like the back arch, I'm not a super stickler on it, depending on the person's like load and yeah, like, rep range you're aiming for. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, but there are some things you got to keep in mind, obviously. Um, so, so if you, if you were to give somebody like a big takeaway of, hey, this is why you should, A, start strength training mm -hmm. and maybe try just to be more efficient with your workouts. What is like your one or a, a couple of sentences that you would just tell somebody? Yeah, I mean, I, just going back to, I, th I think I think everybody should strength train. I, I, I think yeah. that we do not live in a world where we are routinely picking up you know, gallons of milk from the cows that we have just uh, milked. Right. And we're not yeah. throwing hay bales. <laughs> you know, we're not doing things yeah. to keep to keep those muscles that that you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, that otherwise go away. I mean, and they go away early. You know, we peak maybe if you're lucky at 30, you start slipping. But some people, you start losing that muscle before that, yep. and it gets real grim. I mean, by the time you're talking 50, it starts dropping real fast because hormonal changes. And one of the nice things that gets lost in strength training is that it is also a hormonal stimulant. You know, it helps stimulate testosterone, growth hormone, very important things that make you feel good and keep you vital as well as keep your muscles. And when your muscles are strong and active and you have many of them at your disposal, you have more energy. 
a lot of people who are tired are tired because their muscles are weak. You know, I mean, yeah. that, and that's just true. And if you maintain this natural ability to do things, you are going to be more likely to do things. I mean, yes. it's, that's, it's really just that simple and it's, it's true. And you can talk, I, I spent most of my life talking about the aesthetics and they bore the crap out of me, but I'll talk about them because they're important <laughs> to people. Um, you know, like you, you will maintain a better weight. You know, you will maintain better blood sugar. You will look better. Muscle, you know, is nice. The, the shape you get is from your muscles. Like all that stuff is true. It helps maintain healthy weight waistline. You'll feel better, all that, whatever. But I mean, I'm really about, you know, when I'm 65, I want to be able to still like open a jar of sauce yeah. with, my, with my hands. Like your grip strength is super important. Like yeah. all these little things get lost and lifting does all of them. You know, yes. bones, muscles, connective tissue, you're looking at any of the diseases that you want to fight, strength training is the way to fend them off and fight them. I mean, that's, yep. that's, that is really just a fact. And being efficient is really just not wasting your time, I think is the number one thing. Yeah. But also when you're efficient, I think you work your muscles better. I think a lot of those same people that you're talking about who are in the gym for an hour don't leave as tired as they should. You know, 100%, 100%, like, yeah. yeah, like, because definitely. when you, when you hone in and you do what you're talking about with attention for less time, you work harder and you exactly. actually accomplish your, your mission in a, as opposed to just sort of meandering around and not yeah. ever really doing it. Yeah. I, I would even challenge people that are, that are out there who, who may be short on time to, if they can go to the gym in between appointments. Yeah. Make your make, don't wait yeah. until after work. Don't wait till well before work. Maybe it might be a little different, but like I do that for myself. I don't know about you, but if I have back to back clients, if oh, I have yeah. thirty, if I have thirty minutes, I'm like that's my I'm I'm training myself in that twenty minute time frame. So I have ten minutes to like get myself back together. I might be going into a huffing and puffing, but that's like a challenge to me. So totally. that's a, so that would be like a good tip to people. Um, if you're if you're already spending you know ten plus hours a week on the bike you've got that locked in and you're trying to figure out how to be more um, efficient, maybe try to challenge yourself with a time restraint. Yeah. Uh, or when I get that. down, I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to do 10 pushups. And you can say, yeah. well, oh, what does 10 pushups do? I'm like, well, do 10 pushups and see what it does. Yeah. You know, like, I say that slow, all the time. And slow yeah. it down. Don't just yeah. bang them out. Slow, feel the motion down, yeah. pause at the bottom, feel it coming up. Use your muscle, not momentum. Right. How about that? Like that's, that's good. So a couple of things that you said, and we can like get ready to wrap this up, but um, the whole idea of strength training in, in general, and I think we really have to pay attention to this because you alluded to it, is since we're not doing all these activities, we're not hunting, we're not gathering, we're not building houses, we're not jumping, we're not running cliffs, we're not hiding from predators. All of this is artificial, folks. All of it. Strength training is artificial. It's, it's what we have to do to keep ourselves in quote unquote fighting shape. Yeah. Like that's a hundred percent true. I'm, I'm so, very sympathetic to that. Like people who, who don't like to exercise, I understand yes. because totally it is, it. it is artificial. It is an artificial thing that we shouldn't have to do if we were living normally, but yeah. sitting on your butt in a car, then at the office. And then at the end yep. of the day, that is not normal. And our bodies, we need another million years to adapt to what we're doing. So we just become blobs that don't die of cardiovascular disease because we're not moving. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I mean, we're not made, we, we're living against everything that our physiology has evolved to do. And we have yeah. to about that. 
Well, that brings me to something else you said. Like it's the it's uh, safe versus unsafe. If if a person thinks that lifting weights is unsafe, think about having a week back and how unsafe that is. Think about having weeks. Yeah, but then you're afraid of things. Yeah. 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 I'm afraid. And I've met people who are afraid of moving their bodies. I'm sure you have too. Yep. They are very afraid because they don't like they're for, and it, once you build up some strength, you also build up some confidence in your body. And that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. You don't worry about picking up like your friend's kids or your kids or your grandkids, whatever, whatever. You don't worry about hoisting that suitcase above into the overhead bin and all the stuff that like, yeah, that people, you know, that you that you want to be able to do without worrying, you're going to throw your back out or or tear something. Yeah, or yeah, just I always bring it back to like I see I see you know my my grandma she's in her 80s now and she's so strong like I saw her when she turned I guess it would have been her 79th birthday when she was on the ground she's a little Pentecostal lady hair in a bun she's got the skirt on and she's down push-ups and she's like that's awesome look at, look at me and i was like this is incredible and and just the notion that people people can do that and we have the ability to and look i get it too. i'm exact same way i'm very sympathetic with i don't like working out all the time because i know it's hard like my body tried to talk itself out of training today yeah so it's just like i know this is going to be so difficult and your body doesn't want to do it but but once you're you start, done. you're into it, right? Like once you, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's you and me. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's me. fair. You know, when I and I knew that going into, it, I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. Okay, put my workout shirt on. All right, throw on some good music. <laughs> I'm gonna crank this up. Music is key. Have a playlist. Get started. Yeah, heck yeah, have a playlist. It's that Rage Against the Machine, hands down. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, when I was training for Ironman, I had to do a run after every single bike ride. Sometimes it was only 10 minutes, but oh my God. Like, it, like that would be the hardest 10-minute thing I would ever have to do. Because I just got done with like six hours on my bike, and now I have to run around the block. Are you kidding me? So I just had, you know, I had on my, on my iPod, like I had my Ironman, like put it on and put that in your ears. And I'm like, all right. Like, just like, this is what just we do. do. It. Yeah. This is what we do. Exactly yeah. right. And if, and if people think about that, folks, the main reason why I wanted to have Celine on is it's not only to, to, to talk from her perspective um, because she, she has the experience, she's already doing it. Um, but it, it's, it's two people that are, that are finding, you know, we're trying to find the, the reason and the direction of where other professionals need to push the conversation and how we accomplish this. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and you're debating on whether or not you should go this route of what, what most people would, would say is like high intensity training is all I can say is it doesn't take as much time. The days of the days of the week, two days a week, yep. 20, 20 to 30 minutes, let your body rest, go out and enjoy the rest of your life and then get back into the gym, get in, get out. And if you know it's just that time, you can you can talk yourself into it better. I believe I believe that you're like, all right, it's right. fifteen freaking minutes. I can do that. I can like, do this. Anything that minutes. I don't want to do that is like that, I can be like, all right, Celine, you can do anything for thirteen minutes. Like you can yeah. do anything. I like, just do it. And, yeah. and one one more thing off the top of my head, maybe you agree or disagree, is I don't think exercise changing exercise selection is as important as we as we may might have made it. 10 years ago this whole idea of tricking your body your body can't be tricked your body adapts how does your body adapt by going through the same it needs to do the same motions to adapt it needs to Mm -hmm. know that you're going to do you're going to do a a chest press of some kind it's going to right 
So picking a machine versus a dumbbell, I'm not going to get into that whole debate whether it's better or not. It's, it's pick your exercises, pick 10 to 12 exercises. And if you're new to this stuff, just do those 10 to 12 exact same exercises and try to increase the weight every, every few weeks, a little bit, a little bit at a time. Don't yep. overthink it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. No need to overthink it. Right. We overthink it because it's our profession. Yes, because I love to overthink shit. <laughs> right. We overthink because that's what we do. But you yeah. don't have to overthink. And, we, I, you know, and that just ends up making things too intimidating and too complicated and whatever. And it, nothing, none of this has to be. It can be so, so simple. I'm a believer in simplicity. And yep. yeah, it can be so simple. Likewise. Celine, I, I really appreciate this. I apologize for all the hiccups in the, in the Oh, no problem. No problem at all. If people have any questions, comments, concerns, where are the best places to reach out to you? You know, my Facebook page, I'm, I'm, uh, I have been Bicycling Magazine's Fit Chick, <laughs> which is just yeah. like, started off as like, Ask the Fitness Chick, which was just like this funny column. And then it got abbreviated to Ask the Fit Chick. And now I've just been the Fit Chick for, for a million years. So I have a, a Celine Yeager Fit Chick Facebook page. And I, that's where I put all my professional work. And, you know, that I'm, I'm pretty accessible there. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely link all of that. I've got the rest of your, uh, your articles and all of your other social media. So I'll post all of that. And if people have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to Celine. Thank you so much. Thank um, you for we'll having talk, me. We'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.